listening to the Modern Horrors Podcast Network. Today's episode of Final Girls Horrorcast is brought to you by the OT Gourmet Geek, David Green, OC Monster Man, and Tiffany. lovelies and thanks for joining us on the 173rd episode of final girls horror cast the show where we discuss some of the horror thriller and sci-fi movies currently available on your favorite streaming sites i'm amy and i'm carly before we get started today just another quick reminder that listener request month is quickly approaching very quickly like very quickly starting next episode after this one what and we have so many requests already. I know. I'm so excited. So we've been picking through them, and there's so many, and we don't want to cut anyone. We're really trying not to. Um, so we've decided maybe we'll do two months. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. We so might. if you like haven't sent in your thing but are like, oh, it's too late, send it in before this month is out, and maybe we'll just extend it to two months. That's what I'm saying. I agree. I mean, what else are we doing? We're doing nothing. Yeah. So you're drinking wine or whatever you're drinking. I mean, I'm drinking beer, but. I had beer, but then I also had this bottle of wine I need to finish. So here we are. <laughs> Good story. That's the end. <laughs> so Carly, how can these uh, lovely people at home uh, call and request a, a listener request request? <laughs> She's just throwing me on the spot here. For to call. For to call. The number. <laughs> for to call the We've request been... line for the requesting of request movies. Oh my movies. god, TRL. <laughs> Hell yeah. It's not super live, but it is, I do get the calls live. Nice. They just go straight to voicemail. There you go. Um, But in order to do that, so you are going to give us a call at 661-388-0150. Again. Not like you can't rewind this. That number is 661-388-0150. Give us a call. Let us know what you picked, why you picked it, and you might be streamed on the podcast. True. It happens. And if you're shy or you're overseas and don't want to call an American number, you can email us at finalgirlshorrorcast at gmail.com. We do ask before you request that you double check. It's you're not requesting a movie we've covered already. You can do that by hitting our website, finalgirlshorrorcast.blog. Up at the menu, there is a section where you can look at all the movies we've covered so far. And you can do a control F find for and check check and see if your movie's there. Right? Yeah. 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 That's a Just thing. Just make sure it's not there. We've done like 340 movies or something stupid, so it might be there. Double check it first. Might be. Um, but our listeners have done a good job so far. I think we only got one request that we've covered so far. Yeah, but then they also requested another movie that we yes. haven't done, so, so we're good. Please request one or two movies. Do not request more than two, please, because it just gets a little too crazy. Um, and try to make it a genre-type movie. Horror, thriller, sci-fi, something yeah. Um, and that's it, 
right? Those are all That's the rules. All we ask. So just try to get it in before the end of the month. If you haven't requested and want to, you still have a little bit of time. And like I said, we'll probably do two months because why the fuck not? What else is going on? Correct. Okay. Let's move on. Okay. Let's move on what to we- it. Let's move it, on for it. It, it, it. Today we're discussing it. Yeah. So, um, as a reminder, we are a spoiler-heavy podcast. Continue at your own risk. It from 2017 is streaming on Fubo and TNT, and It Chapter 2 is available on Prime and HBO. So check those out before continuing if you are a spoiler-sensitive listener. Yeah, and those are the two It's we're discussing. Correct. We are not discussing the miniseries from the 80s. And probably not much of the novel either. Correct. I've never read it. I've never finished it. (laughs) So I have nothing for you. Yeah. I know I know about the novel, so I might note some things. I would appreciate it if you did, because I, mean, I, while I was watching it, I was like, I don't, I feel like I have to preface this by saying I've never seen the novel. I've never seen the novel. <laughs> I've never read the novel, but. Oh, I've seen the novel. I've she, just I, never read it. It's well, a very nice looking novel. It's very it's long. Beautiful. It's the paperback. Pretty, it's got nice crisp pages. It does. It smells good. It does. I Most books do. So. Yeah. Unless they've been in the bathroom a long time. Sorry, that's weird. <laughs> what are we doing? What are we I talking about? I'm just drinking my wine. But before we jump into today's films, let's get started with a segment that we like to call... Trailer Trash Talk. Today's trailer is Coco de Coco da. Nope. Coco de Coco day. Co- oh. I would have said da, so. I know, but when they were singing, it was Coco da. And it's not in English. No. Coco, 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 de, Coco da, day. I don't know. Maybe it is da. Both of them. I have to sing it. It has a very catchy song. (laughs) It does. It's the best part of the trailer. It's not true. Go ahead. Sorry. It's written and directed by Johan Nyholm who previously directed The Giant. The IMDb summary is, as a couple goes on a trip to find their way back to each other, a sideshow artist and his shady entourage emerge from the woods, terrorizing them, luring them deeper into a maelstrom of psychological terror and humiliating slapstick. Oh, that's fun. I watched this trailer and I only remember the music and also the shadow animation there's some cool puppetry stuff yes the poster is very cool as well i agree um i i know that it was integrated with clips from the actual movie that's not what i'm basing my will watch this on i liked the shadow puppets i did too i don't know about it looks a little tortury which is not usually my bag yeah uh but I still kind of want to watch it because it looks kind of different and cool. I'm I'm down. I'm down. I don't know what it's about, but I mean, I do because you just read the thing and <laughs> also the word maelstrom was in there. So um, don't see many IMDb summaries with that word. No, in it. not usually. So I'm impressed already. Okay. And <laughs> just because of the word, <laughs> the word maelstrom. Yeah. Okay. And also the music and the puppets. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it reminded me of Harry Potter, Deathly Hollows. Okay. Callback fr- from that. Uh, and so I got it got into it. All right. I mean, it, it's different. It definitely looks different. 
Yeah. Um, I this was supposed to be released in New York and LA, limited release, uh, like a month ago or a couple weeks ago, and uh, it obviously got delayed due to the pandemic. Uh, so I don't know when we're gonna get to watch this. Um, but hopefully, hopefully they just say fuck it and they stream it. I and mean, that's probably it. what's gonna happen, right? I'm into it. Okay, I'm into it too. Hopefully, we can check that out. Not much trash talking here, folks. No, not a lot. I'm not sure that it's for me, but I want to try. I'm not sure it's for me either, but I'm intrigued enough to to check it out. Yeah. They did a good job cutting the trailer is what I'm saying. Agreed. Cool. Truth. Should we jump into this first chapter? I mean, I think we should. I'm excited. I mean, it's better than starting with the second chapter. That would just go backwards. That would... Yeah, it would just It'd be like a be Tarantino terrible. episode. We should do like a reverse episode one time. I'm in. <laughs> I don't know how we do, but I'm in. Yeah, we start talking about what's going on with us. And then we go oh. into the second movie and then the first movie. And then we do a trailer trash talk and then we do the intro. Cool. I'm yeah. into it. Okay. And we just have like little post-its that I speak because we are audible. Um, And I'm like, oh, this is from the future this is from the past this is from the present <laughs> right uh, you lost me i don't know that's how Quentin i've been Tarantino drinking works. though so it's not your fault <laughs> Just everything makes sense to me <laughs> anyway <laughs> uh we are going to start this episode off with chapter one not chapter two um it from 2017 directed by andy muschetti Muschietti? Muschietti. 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 Like spaghetti. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> uh, who has also done Mama. Uh, it's written by Chase Palmer, Carrie Joji. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Fukunaga. <laughs> Fukunaga. Gary Doberman. Uh, Gary Doberman also did Annabelle, Wolves at the Door, and The Nun. And it is based on the novel, as we all know, by Stephen King. The IMDb summary is, In the summer of 1989, a group of bullied kids band together to destroy a shape-shifting monster, which disguises itself as a clown and preys on the children of Derry, their small main town. Mm. How do we feel about that? synopsis i feel like it's almost accurate it's except a- for they don't do any killing they just put him to sleep well destroy yeah yeah i Not mean they're like trying murder. they're trying to destroy him they are trying to it doesn't murder. mean it's successful but exactly. so i enjoy this movie same i saw it twice in the theater which is rare for me to see things multiple times in the theater. Although... I, I think I've also seen this twice in the theater. It was not my choice, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, I saw it on opening night. And then I saw it um, later because I had friends that wanted to see it. Gotcha. Um, I like it. I don't this like m- it as much as when I first saw it, to be honest. I can agree with you. Um Okay, so here's the thing. And I know, obviously, we're not talking about the miniseries because we're not I mean, talking about we can talk about it a little bit, but... I will reference it. Um, so the miniseries, the first tape, which is the this, right, um, was completely terrifying to me. Mm-hmm. This one, I feel like, tries 
to personally i feel like it kind of tries to play a little bit more into the stranger things crowd and works more comedy in and not as much horror mm-hmm. the thing that i do feel weird about this movie is that the extent of the bullying makes me feel extremely uncomfortable um it did when i first saw it and it did to a lesser extent when i saw it this time cuz i knew that i was expecting it but i don't know it just didn't seem real and i don't know i've never read the book so i don't know if like this crazy kid is like yes. legit almost murdering people yes. and like carving shit into people's stomachs yes okay so it's based off of text and that's fair but it just feels weird to me okay and extreme it is extreme yes. um and stephen king tends to play towards the extreme there's actually more it's my understanding again i also have not read the novel i just know a lot about it <laughs> Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I have and I have read some of it. I just never finished it, unfortunately. It'll happen. It's just it hasn't happened. Um Same. Yes. Um I love the thing is I love Stephen King, but I find his writing a little long-winded and I have a hard time getting into it. I know I know people that just, you know, constantly I have a friend Lizzie who doesn't even like horror movies but loves Stephen King novels and she'll read his books and like a week and I, I don't know how that's possible <laughs> yeah i have a hard time reading him but i do like the audible aspect of his books yeah. and i think it's because i kind of can check in and out you yeah. know at certain points um the only one i've actually read to completion is pet cemetery and i really did enjoy that one mm. um it was actually after we did our episode on it um i'd be interested to read it though after revisiting this and the second one because i kind of i don't know i want to check in and see um what's going on i do genuinely love all of our characters here um which as you know is a thing for me but i i think the losers club they all are incredibly endearing and um i also do really enjoy pennywise in this first chapter yeah I, I like our characters too. I'm not a huge fan of Bill, and I feel like I'm supposed to be. <laughs> uh, just I think in general, you're supposed to feel like you are, but this—that's kind of how I felt upon first watching. Upon revisiting, it feels like Beverly is more of the center focus. Yeah, in this, um, and everyone else is kind of playing around her. I don't know. That's I kind love of just Beverly. She's by far my favorite Same. character. I don't oh. really care. I like Beverly, and I like Richie. Um, and that's about it. I mean, I like Mike too. I'm not. I'm not. I love Mike. Else. Yeah. If we're being honest, but he's the uh, most realistic character of like all the characters. I feel like. Um, they all do like so well, though. Um, the acting in this is fantastic. It's I mean, so no good. Both and of I s- both of the movies, honestly. The more like every time at the beginning of these movies, I always get stressed out. Uh with you know the beginning scene yeah um i know we've spoken about this before but i feel like this pennywise scene of specifically tim curry in the um the drain 
mm-hmm. is something that I severely remember as a child, sure. like walking in on my mom in the kitchen. She was like eating something and she looks at me and she's like, you need to go away right now. And I like look at the TV and he, there's like this weird clown in the drain, like trying to <laughs> seduce this little boy into the drain system. And I was just like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> and so like, but like in this, Georgie is so fucking cute. That it breaks my heart. This whole first scene just kills me. Yeah. I love it's it, though. so sad. It's really and, well done, though. Oh, my God. It's perfect. And I was watching the special features because I own, I bought this movie a while ago mm-hmm. when it first came out. And they actually filmed this first scene last. They they filmed most of the of everything in sequential order. And obviously, they kept Bill Skarsgård, who plays Pennywise, away from all the kids to kind of, you know, integrate him. But they mm-hmm. also let him build his character as they were filming. And then at the end of filming, they went back and they filmed this first scene so they could really get a handle on who this guy is and who this character and this entity, not even guy, because he's definitely an entity, like who this entity is. And I think they fucking knocked this opening scene out of the park. Yeah, it really is very good. It's, it's very effective. Ugh, it's so effective. I think much of this movie is actually very effective. There's very few parts in the first movie that don't work for me. Um, I agree. And there's so many, um, a lot of practical effects. They use CGI kind of sparingly. They definitely use it, but it's not as bothersome to me. Yeah. Um, and God, I think fucking Bill Skarsgård really nails it as Pennywise. Dude. I love how they use him in this fucking movie and we none of i mean i think most of us you can even go back and listen to our earlier episodes when they first came out with the sketch of the costume and (laughs) you know when this was such a big deal before it came out Mm -hmm, um and mm -hmm. obviously when it came out too but just going back and listening to our episodes about that we were not sure what to expect here and i was not sure i saw that costume drawing and i was like the fuck <laughs> like are you kidding me he f- pulls it together dude so well dude and i he only has it. when i read that he only has four minutes of dialogue i was like he's do- he's doing so much acting and it's just so interesting to think that he's really only speaking for four minutes in this movie <laughs> It's crazy. And like the the majority of the thing, because this, I mean, you have to think of it relatively, right? These kids are all, they're young. They're small, even though they look bigger on, you know, whatever screen. Like they're tiny and he's fucking 6'4 and he is like acting the shit out of these things. I think like 90 something percent of what we see is him actually doing these like stunts and like doing all these weird dances and configuring his body in all these really strange ways and like maneuvering his face and his eyes and drooling profusely to like really give us a sense of like these children are literally making him hungry dude the drool is like impossibly creepy like it's so creepy because you're watching it and you're like the that guy is fucking drooling yeah and it is so creepy. And I remember I remember us doing the trailer trash talk and me being very judgy of his chipmunk teeth. <laughs> you um, were very judgy. I was you so were. judgy of the chipmunk teeth and yeah. I was so judgy of the drool. Um, but when you see everything put together in this first movie, it makes sense. 
And I didn't even, like, when I saw the movie, it didn't even bother me at all. And you know that the drool is a result of the chipmunk teeth. Like, the reason he's drooling in real life was because the prosthetic teeth made him drool and they decided to keep it because it was creepy. So they just kind of acted it up. Andy Muschietti was like, was like, Bill's just a very drooly guy. So I wanted to keep it. (laughs) (laughs) You know who else is kind of a drooly guy? Matthew Lillard. Matthew Lillard is a very drooly guy, as we can see in Scream. And I'm in. I'm here for it. It makes sense of the character. It's a Scream, baby. It's a I'm Scream, in. baby. Hell yeah. Um, but he, oh, like everything that is Pennywise related in this is so good. Yeah. I, I mean, so I have very on. few complaints about the first movie. I Same. feel like it's well paced. Um, mm-hmm. I like the characters and their interactions. I think there's a good level of comedy with horror. Um, I think the horror plays out really well in most scenes. Um, the the parts that maybe don't work as well for me um, are the flute painting woman is a little. It felt it's different. It felt conjuring to me. It's too. It's just a little too over the top. It's a little too cartoony for me. Um, yeah. I, I think that the build up of it was good. Um, I like that you could tell he was creeped out by the painting, and then the painting falls, and then it's not the the woman's not there. That right. whole thing. That whole was. It was wonderfully done. And, and then, even hearing the sound of the flute, you're nervous. Wonderfully done. Amazingly then, done. And then the CGI portion of it kind of kills it. Way too much. And she looks yeah. like Mama. Like, it looks like Mama. I'd agree. Yeah. It's just weird. Um, and, and I don't it, it think, does I don't different. believe, again, I never read the novel. I could be wrong, but I don't believe that's in the novel. <laughs> I have no idea. I have no idea if it is. Can't but I don't. to it. I don't know. Um, I do. I'm Another reason I'm curious. Oh, I don't know. I should say this during this part or the next part. That's why it's hard to kind of do <laughs> these back-to-back things. Um, Maybe I'll say it in the next one. Okay. The, the flute lady was not supposed to be that digitally altered. They, she was really digitally altered. It was too much. Yeah, It was I too agree. much. Uh, they, had, they were going to do some minor visual effects, and they ended up completely overdoing it. Complete Which is digital such a bummer because that overtaking. painting is terrifying yeah and it could have been it just ended up looking very cartoony yeah i mean there's a there's a line there's a line of cgi and it's like sometimes you can get away with it like i mean we we love movies with over the top cgi i mean we love guillermo del toro right yes that's his i fucking love crimson peak and that movie even though they used very practical effects with the cgi overlay it makes them look very cheesy sometimes i mean we like mike flanagan and he loves cgi too i love mike flanagan but there's it's less of a problem in this movie than i think it is in the second one and we'll get there yeah this i agree the flute lady specifically bothers me um I think especially because the idea is so good and like the buildup is perfect and then and then we see it it's like "Mm." and then I just eye roll because I'm like Stanley's doing a great job selling it and I'm not believing it yeah because look at it it looks like a cartoon yeah I also have a little bit of a of an issue with the hair in the sink 
scene, it's a little too grudgy for me. I agree, and I didn't feel this way when I first saw it. R- upon rewatching, I definitely felt that way. It's it's fine. And I think I remember this. Is this a scene in the miniseries, too? Which makes me think it's, like, a, a real thing. I just, like, I don't know if it's the CGI or the way that it's happening. Um, at first, the hair coming out of the drain is cool and creepy, and I'm fine with it. And then it gets gets to be real grudgy. I agree. I don't remember it in the original, to be honest. Okay. I don't either. But I just know that there's, happened. like, blood coming out of the sink. That's all I remember. I don't remember, mm-hmm. like, the details of it, mostly. I'm I'm never watching the miniseries again. <laughs> it's a long one. I'm probably never going to. I never really liked it. Um, I liked the first one. I really liked Jonathan. I had a crush on Jonathan. Oh, my Brandis God. So I did I. Younger, though. Oh, okay, my God. So oh I my was God. like, Super give hunk. me that first. Yeah. yeah. Part one, gimme, oh all day. God. Yeah, I mean, yes. Never Ending Story 2, terrible movie. We'll watch it every day of my life because <laughs> Jonathan Brandis. The acting is so bad in the miniseries. Oh, it's, it's just really yeah. bad. It's not, it just doesn't hold up. No. Um, but yeah. <laughs> I digress. I Yeah. Move on from Jonathan Brandis. But I, I mean, otherwise, other than those two little things, I think it's pretty fucking perfect. Pretty great. Pretty it's awesome. so good. Fun to watch. Um, a plus. It, I mean, yeah. It it gives you the creeps. Um, it makes you feel kind of uncomfortable. The end, fantastic. I don't know if we want to jump there yet, but it's great. Um, I love establishing all of these younger characters and their differences and their quirks and how they, you know, kind of come together and are trying to, you know, really support their friend who lost his brother. It's it's really sweet, and you can kind of see, even it, though it makes them feel kind of uncomfortable, um, they still want to try to support him, and, and, you know, I don't know. I think that this movie does a superb job in building that relationship, building our characters, and then also just being really a successful horror movie. Yeah, agreed. I, how do we feel about... Um Giving someone the middle finger, but leaving your thumb up. Uh, I just tried to do it, and I don't leave my thumb out. Like, th- leave it out? Yeah. I don't d- think that I do that. No, I don't think most people do, but the uh, children in this movie do it. <laughs> maybe that's just what they do now. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I was kind of thinking it's like a kid's way of giving the middle finger, which I thought sure, was like, kind of not cute really and endearing. Like, they're, they're not quite sure how to do it. Yeah, they're like, this is going to be really effective, <laughs> you dick. How do you feel about the scene um, with the slideshow in the garage? Oh, with the um, the pictures of Bill's vacation? Yes. Is it um, vacation? I'm not sure. I think, or I don't know if it was his vacation, but it was definitely like Bill home movies kind yeah. of. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm trying. Okay, so I watched a lot of the uh, special features where that were cut. And mm-hmm. so I'm kind of trying to like remember what, what was in the movie and what wasn't. Um, so this is like the snap, snap, snap. And then snap, like snap, snap. Pennywise, Pennywise of- has the hair and the hair comes back. Yes. Maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's Maybelline. Maybe it's Pennywise. Maybe it's Pennywise. And then Pennywise jumps out of the screen. I wouldn't like that. And like crazy teeth and like giant and pouncing around the room. (laughs) He is a he is a leaper. (laughs) 
not to be he confused does. with a leper because he's also that sometimes. Also that sometimes, but he is a leaper. He will just spring out with that those six foot four legs yeah. and just come at you. Yeah. It's scary. I think that part's scary. I remember being in the theater and jumping pretty high. <laughs> this movie was so effective in the theater. And I remember yeah. getting there and there was like, it was obviously super sold out. And I found seats that were kind of towards the front. It's definitely separated from my friends. Um, and I was here for this movie. Like this movie, I feel like was meant for the theaters. It yeah. definitely lost a little something as I was watching it in my bedroom. Sure. <laughs> but this movie was so good in theaters. I mean, I have like the 4K HD version um which looks amazing and i had my like super sound on and it, mm-hmm. having the sound turned up really made it oh yeah more it effective but it was not as effective as a the theater not by a long shot and i will no. i will say that um the ending was very dark for me like visually very difficult to see everything happening um, and I don't usually I'm the one that complains about that. Well, I'm, I I think it was my own fault. I think I had um, a filter making my screen darker because the night before I was up late watching TV and the screen was too bright for me. So I think I made it darker because towards the end, I realized it and I turned it back up and it was a little bit better, but it was still a little dark for me. Mm. I didn't but, have a problem um, with it. This It wasn't this like Game around. of Thrones dark. It was just like a little too dark. The end of this movie definitely makes me emotional. Um, it, the part in particular where Georgie is talking to his brother. Yeah. And then he has to kind of like get the nerve up to like shoot his brother in the head. Sure. Uh, I definitely get a little sad. Espe- oh, fuck. For Bill. It's yeah, so sad. It is. Poor Georgie. Um, he lost his arm. Yeah, he to did. To a clown. Yeah, it's true. With crazy teeth. Yeah. Oh, I like bummer. the comedy in this one too. I mean, I like the 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 scary, very scary, not scary at all doors. Mm-hmm. Big fan of the doors. And um, they're like, "What the fuck?" I like the the gazebos. <laughs> These are gazebos. They're bullshit. What? What did he say? <laughs> I laughed. Cute. I love Mike. Super cute. Um, that was not Mike. It was Eddie. That's what I meant. Fuck. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. I said fuck. You're allowed to swear. It's your show. You can do whatever you want. What? Unless you want me to bleep it out. I love Eddie. I like uh, <laughs> the scene where Georgie is a puppet. Oh my God. Pennywise in the is basement? using Georgie as a puppet. Yeah. And he slams him into the water. Yeah. So creepy. He's super creepy. I just can't imagine. That's another scene that bums me out because. God, I just feel for Bill so much. Mm. And he's such a sad-looking person. <laughs> he is a sad-looking person. You know what I mean? Like, he's he just got this sad face. Yeah. I actually, uh, I, at Beyond Fest, I went to go see the Are You Afraid of the Dark uh, reboot. And he was there because the kid that plays Ben is in Are You Afraid of the Dark reboot. Mm-hmm. And so uh, Jaden Mart. Tell, I think his name is, who plays Bill, was there supporting him. And he also looks just, you know, he was having a great time, but I was like, he just is so sad as Bill. He He just has a sad sad face. face. (laughs) He's just got one of those faces. (laughs) He does. He's also very tall. Oh, man. 
I digress. Okay. Um, what were we saying? I don't know. <laughs> I did. I did have a note about the haircuts in this movie that do yeah. not feel very of the time to me. No, there was a lot of buzz cutting. I noticed at the end uh, when Beverly and Bill were talking that Bill's the side of his hair was very. Um, it looked like they just kind of took like clippers and set it at like one inch and just kind of went for it. It's a very modern yeah. boy's haircut to have long on top and like really yeah. short on the sides. It should have been a bowl cut. That's like super modern. That's not yeah. like a late 80s, early 90s haircut. No. No one had that haircut then. You had no. a bowl cut or you had like yeah. a buzz cut. Yeah. <laughs> Those were your I options. Did, I sincerely love Stanley's haircut though, but that's just like his haircut. Yeah, no, Stanley's is fine, hair. because that's what Stanley's hair would look like. Exactly. Because Stanley would not have a cool haircut. No, Stanley, well, I like, I don't know, I think Stanley's I, Well, yeah, but I mean, at the time, <laughs> that was not a cool haircut in the no. late 80s to no. have. No, no. Um, it was good. But yeah, like, Bill totally would have had a bowl cut. And I, Bev's is fine. Bev's hair is fine. Um, well, yeah, because she mean, cuts not her hair cool. herself. They shouldn't have, like, cool 80s haircuts, but, like, there's really not a lot of, like, late 80s, early 90s feeling hair styles for me here. No. Personally. No. But I'm okay with it. Same. And I like New Kids on the Block, so I was, oh, I was okay man. all that. There's a lot of New Kids oh. on the Block jokes, and I was, there's I was, so I remember many. it in the theater just cracking up. <laughs> N-K-O-T-B. I love it when they're in his Ben's room and yes. she shuts the door and you see the... <laughs> and he's like, please, please. His <laughs> eyes say just, please don't. And then she's like, it's fine. I got you. And she opens the door. Yeah. Cute. Cute. <laughs> so cute. The whole thing's cute. This movie is so Aww. cute. <laughs> what does he say to her when she... she uh, She's riding her bike away, and he's like, "Please don't go, girl. <laughs> Please don't go, girl." And he's like, "Cause that's another one of their songs." Yeah. Never mind. It's fine. <laughs> I think they did an amazing. Not that we're jumping into the second one, but we're about to. Uh, I think they did an amazing job with getting adult Ben. Like, I think uh, adult I Ben. Like, if you look at both their faces, they have very similar faces, even though they're different. I want to dive into this more. Yeah. But I I don't. Should we jump into okay. the second I one? I think we're ready to, right? Yeah. Basically, this movie's fantastic. Yes. If you haven't seen it, you should watch it. It's funny. It is appropriately scary. There's some weird CGI moments, but just get past it because a lot of it's not. It's, it's not good. bad. It's not too bad. No. I I, I feel it. like it's mostly appropriate. I agree. Okay. Then let's cool. I'll just intro it chapter two real quick. It Get chapter it. two from 2019, also directed by Annie Muschietti, uh, written by Gary Dauberman, and again based on the novel by Stephen King. The IMDb summary is: Twenty-seven years after their first encounter with the terrifying Pennywise, the Losers Club have grown up and moved away until a devastating phone call brings them back. Dun dun dun. Yes. So. Let's talk about adult versions of these children, then. Let's start there. I'm here for it. Can they I did tell you such my a favorite great casting one? job. Can I tell you my absolute favorite one? Yes, I would love to hear your absolute favorite one. Okay, so I am already impressed with most of this cast here. Sure. We've, just me- we've just mentioned that... Um, ben. Oh, Ben is fantastic. Yes. My favorite... Yeah. 
James Ranson as Eddie. Yes. It's really good. Fucking killed it for me. <laughs> I lost my shit and I just became an ultimate fangirl. Yeah. Because previously, I've really only seen him in Sinister and Sinister 2. Sure. And he came out and he nailed this role. Like, I was expecting Bill Hader to be amazing. I was expecting James McAvoy to be amazing. Sure. But fucking James came out and made me so happy because he was so spot on. Yeah. So spot on as Eddie. Yeah. That I, like, the ca- there's no the way that I could The casting is phenomenal. And it's, Agreed. I, we all had so much fun before this movie came out, right? Because we were all deciding who should play who and... There was so many posts of fan posts of who's going to mm-hmm. be who when they're grown up. And I mean, so many of those came true, right? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> can I tell you my biggest letdown here? And I what? don't think that it had to do anything to do with the actor. Hmm. I was not super impressed with Jessica Chastain's Beverly. Wow. But upon rewatching, I don't think it had anything to do with her as an actress. I think it had to do with the writing. Yeah. Because Beverly is, like, almost the instigator. She's so strong in Chapter 1. Mm-hmm. And I feel like she almost becomes, like, this weird, dependent second player in the se- in the second one. Like, I yeah. didn't see or feel Beverly from her. And to be honest, when I saw her cast as Beverly, she was one of the people that I was most excited about. Mm. I was um, 100% most excited about Bill Hader because I fucking oh, fuck, love him. Yeah. Like, so, I love so him much. Too. And he I is amazing. Bill Hader. <laughs> he's so amazing. I have the biggest crush on him. I, think I have amazing. a huge crush on Bill Hader. I will watch anything he is in at <laughs> any time. Same. God. Um, oh, he's phenomenal. Yep. Also, I mean, I also have a crush on James McAvoy, as we've discussed on many podcasts before. We have. I'm um, not a huge fan of him, but I know you're not. I yeah. but so but as he much does as a good job. I mean, he always does a good job. I think he's a good actor, but there's just something about him that annoys me. See, no, I fucking love him so much. Um, but even saying that, when I first saw him cast as Bill, I was kind of questioning it. Yeah. And then even when the movie starts and he's you know screenwriter Bill, I was kind of like, all right, what the fuck ever. But the second that he gets back to Derry and he turns into like stuttering Bill, yeah, I think he like everything just made sense to me, and I was like, oh, okay, yeah. Yes. I mean, he does a great job. I oh, I, I never phenomenal. see his name on something and think he's gonna fuck that up. Like he's a great <laughs> actor. There's really no. I I don't have a reason for why. I think the only reason he annoys me is because of. Um, split when he acts like a kid. It bothers me oh, so much that every time no. I see his face, I think about it and I get a little upset. He's wonderful in Split. I, he did a great job. If there's Honestly, I can't... Anyone could play that role and it would bother me. I just don't like seeing adults playing children. <laughs> I get it, but he's fucking phenomenal, especially... Yes. Especially in the other one. What's the, the one after Split? Uh, I can't remember the name of it. Oh, well... Especially in that one, he plays like 47 different people. And like, yeah. you can tell that every single different one is. It's just crazy. No, it's I mean, crazy. oh, no, James I McAvoy do remember amazing. that. Yeah, no, he I'm I'm not. But I have me. a crush I'm on not, him I, and Amy doesn't. And that's fine. I know my issue with him is 100 percent my thing. It's it's my <laughs> fault. I, um, but, I'll tell you another story why that bothers me so much, but I'll leave it for another time. Okay. I mean, or I could tell you if you really want to know. I mean, I do really want to know. I don't want to have to remember it. 
Okay, so it's an embarrassing story, but as you all know, I'm fully willing to embarrass myself on this show. I do it on a regular basis. So um, once upon a time, I was in an acting class in high school, and I we had to pick a monologue to do for our fi- for our final for the semester, and so. You had to, and it's honestly, it was just for the class. You don't have to do it in front of a lot of people. And you've been acting with these people all semester. But I get, I get crippling stage fright when I'm on stage by myself. Um, I'm fine with other people. If there's other people there I can play off of, I'm fine. But when I'm on stage by myself um, with no music or no dancing or no nothing, I freak out. Um, Sure. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. So uh, I had a major, my monologue was a little girl and I had to act as a little girl and I really think this is the reason why it bothers me so much Carly <laughs> I'm having a psychological moment because I I got on stage and I'm acting like a little girl and I'm like swinging my legs and saying crazy things like little kids do and then I look out into the audience and everyone's just looking at me and I I freak out and I run off stage <laughs> I literally ran off stage so I think when I see adults acting as children <laughs> i have flashbacks to that moment of my life i mean that makes sense <laughs> but that it literally like, anybody it literally, as a little as, kid it just it creeps me out as i was explaining as i was thinking about why james mcavoy bothers me when he acts like a little kid i had a i like had a moment of clarity right now where i remembered that and i was like that's got to be the reason why it, it can't be him he's fantastic he it's- is fantastic and even as that character you're like this is kind of weird that this adult is thinking that he's a little kid but then you're like oh but the character i get that yeah i, I understand that for sure it, 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 i have flashbacks to that embarrassing moment of my younger self and you're like anybody it's just the worst yeah <laughs> no thank you I'm so glad cell phones, like video, was not a thing then. Oh, like, there no, are so many things that like, I am so relieved there, <laughs> that never no got one captured. videotaped that, and probably no one remembers it. Yes, <laughs> but I do. <laughs> but I do, and I am holding James McAvoy. Oh my god, accountable for it. I've done monologues after that too, and I was fine. But I just couldn't. That one was awful. I had like a freakout moment. It's fine. It's fine. I reach a level of embarrassment. I just run away. Like when I bought the jeans. I told that story. <laughs> this Those jeans are fantastic. Though. They're like the sisterhood of traveling pants jeans. Oh, my God. Jeans. Okay. Let's move along. Nobody has any idea what we're talking about. Yeah. Um, it's cool. But anyway, Bill Hader. Yes. As Richie. Yes. Is fantastic. I love him. And I love, I love the first scene of this movie. Mm-hmm. Um... When it's the Bev. gay bashing. Oh shit! Second scene. Second <laughs> you, you scene like the gay movie. bashing? You like it when? No, they- that made me actually feel extremely uncomfortable. Oh. I'm telling you, I don't know if like just it's bullying re- in general makes me feel very uncomfortable. I mean, it's obviously. supposed to. That's true. Stephen King does it very well. I hate it. Yeah, it's but awful. like in a like fuck, people are really this terrible. Yeah, in some places, and it it makes me feel sad. And upset. Mm-hmm. And so I guess that's really what they're going for. Sure. Um, I yeah, don't feel good point. about it. No. <laughs> and it, it makes me feel really fucking awful. Well, it's not supposed to make you feel good. That's true. Um, so I'm going to skip that first scene. Okay, we'll pretend it didn't happen. And jump to the second scene. <laughs> jump to that second scene where Bev is kind of recounting um, 
seeing them as they're older. Yes. And my favorite thing about this opening scene is <laughs> Richie being like, I don't know, saying something about like, oh, am I still as handsome? And she's like, you grow into your looks. And he's like, the fuck does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, Richie, <laughs> you grow into your lugs because Bill Hader is great. Mm. Um, and then poor Stanley is like, what about me? And I'm just like, my heart's broken yeah. because you can tell that Bev knows. Yeah. And upon rewatch, obviously, if you haven't seen this yet, spoiler alert, <laughs> um, but Bev knows, right? Yeah. And it's just like so sad upon – like this is the first time I've rewatched it since seeing it in theaters. Yeah. And it's just so sad. I actually didn't see this in theaters. What? I did not see the second film in theaters. I was on the fence about seeing it to begin with. I heard lots of not great things about it and decided not to go to the theater to see it. I did buy the 4K HD when it came out and watched it on my TV and cringed almost the entire time. And then cringed again the entire time I watched it this time. <laughs> okay. I get I get it. And I understand. So you didn't you don't like this movie? I don't. No. I don't. I, I like parts of it. Mm-hmm. I think the beginning of this movie is actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um it reaches a level of ridiculousness that you cannot unsee. Um, I can agree with that. And really, really, really ruins it a lot. Like, I don't know how it's so much worse than the first one. Like, I don't know how you get it so wrong. I, okay, so I wasn't expecting this movie to be good because of how bad the the second VHS is of the miniseries. Yeah, I mean, it. it's, it's yes however i know that everybody does not like this movie i honestly don't mind it and i think it's because i think i don't know i am extremely entertained watching this movie not because and like not because it's good by any counts because i don't necessarily think that it is i there's a lot of things that I have issue with. I do not like the CGI in this movie. I think it's super overdone. I think there's not enough practical effects. I think that the horror aspect of it misses in a lot of ways mm-hmm. that it it shouldn't. Yeah. Um. I think that the storytelling is a little bit disjointed. My my the thing that makes this movie watchable for me is the actors. Sure. That's the um, best part of it. It's so good. Yes. And that is why I en- I do enjoy this movie. Um, I was able to enjoy it a little bit more this time because I knew I I knew what I already didn't like about it. Mm-hmm. So I was able to find the things I did like about it. Um, I wasn't distracted by the things I didn't like because I already knew I didn't like them. <laughs> does totally. that make sense? No, like, absolutely. It yeah. 100% does because I've had yeah. this conversation with a lot of people. Is like a lot of people really hate this movie. I personally don't. Like I actually really like it, but not for – like I understand why it's like in quotations bad. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I understand why it's not a good movie, but in in my mind, in my eyes – the actors do such a good job, for the most part, encompassing their younger, like, characters mm-hmm. 
that it makes it entertaining to me and it makes it interesting. And honestly, like, it's really weird because one of the biggest problems that I have with this movie is actually, like, the marketing ploy for it is Mm -hmm. Beverly's scene in her old apartment where, like, Pennywise morphs into this, like, really creepy old naked lady. Oh, God. And it sucks. And it's, like... In every, like, (laughs) in every weird, like, you go see a movie and this is the one minute and 30 seconds that they choose to have you watch or however long it is. Um, And they, like, CGI underwear on this weird CGI old lady because she's naked. And I don't know. It's just, like, it misses the mark for me so much. And I understand the aspect of their, you know, obviously, like, this entity is not always a clown. Like, yes, that's his favorite um form but like he morphs into all these other things that everybody's scared of but like it was just such a bummer like that scene was seemed like it was going to be so good and then it was like this weird cgi old lady grandma that looks like a cartoon yeah i mean it was really creepy until it turned into like a giant cartoon that chased her (laughs) right like the actress was phenomenal yeah the actress that played that old lady yeah. scared the shit out of me. So creepy. I I remember when we did the trailer trash talk on it. Yeah. We're like, this lady's like, oh fucking creepy. This is, maybe this will be good. And I mean, why did they have to do that? It took why it too Why does she have far. to be a giant with these pendulum breasts and like, <laughs> and like, and it, like it literally turned into hair. a joke. It literally turned into a joke. Every and I watched, scare oh. turns into a joke. Yes, I feel like I'm watching Goosebumps with boobs. Like Same. it, like it looks like Goosebumps. The Paul Bunyan scene is Ugh. so fucking Goosebumps. It's I like thought, unrated. I thought I goosebumps. accidentally turned on Goosebumps. That's how Goosebumps it is. The tale of the haunted mask or whatever. Jesus, what what are you doing? What I, and that's that's a scene in the book. I looked it up because I was like, is that a scene in the book? Because it's so stupid. And I, that's I, fine. It's fine if it's a scene in the book. There's ways to do that yeah. without making it seem cartoony as fuck. What was the mouth like? The mouth roaring and like not Please. real teeth being there. And I, I this, like what? Stupid is what it was. <sighs> and it's such a bummer because there's so many solid things going on here. Like it doesn't make sense that you would need to turn this and even Pennywise. The fortune cookie monsters, Carly. The fortune cookie monsters. It made me emotional, (laughs) but it also set the tone for the rest of the movie. And so I kind of was like, all right. So you mean the the tone of bad CGI? Yes. That's what I mean is that I was like ready for it going forward. This movie did not have enough Pennywise. No. This for my liking. No. um, At all. It was severely missing to me and i understand that like whatever all these weird cgi moments were supposed to be pennywise but it lacked the bill skarsgård moments that i so loved from the first ones and like i know that his moments were enhanced in the first one via cgi but it was done so much better and more carefully and less obvious yeah like we really just had his eyes being this color instead of this color and we had like maybe his face getting a little elongated and a little bulgy I, i think that like that's the thing like it works so well in the first one and i think they're like let's 
just bring it full force. We have maybe more money now. I don't know. But I, I it, they didn't realize that this looked like a children's horror movie. Because I get it, it. It has to have. First of all, it has to have CGI. It does. Oh, absolutely. Guys, and I have nothing against CGI. But you no, can watch like a CGI, CGI moment it's, and know that it's good versus yes. that it's not good. I, I like I, I, you know that. I can't believe someone is watching the CGI of the Paul Bunyan and thinking that's terrifying because it's we not nailed it. It's fucking ridiculous looking. No, it's comical and it yeah. really cheapens the movie, and it's such a bummer because that's a scary moment for him, and it sucks that like it's it is comical. You know? Yeah. Um, there are moments that they do well, though. I will say that the the weird Stanley spider head freaked me out. Yeah, that one was pretty good. Um, that might have been my favorite CGI moment in this movie. This fucking legs. I hated them. Yeah. They had, like, um, hand legs. Oh, my God. Hand and feet. also, so, okay. <laughs> I tuned it out this rewatch because I knew it was coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, when I first watched it, the, what's the bully's name? Bowers. Bowers. Um, I hated all of the Bowers stuff. I hated. In this movie or in both movies? Well, I mean, I, I less hated it in the first movie because I understood it more in the first movie, but in this movie, like the, the first movie, it was more because it made me uncomfortable that someone was that evil. In this movie, it just fucking felt super out of Dude, place. With, like Hofstetter driving oh, a getaway fuck. car. His stupid fucking face. I wanted to just stab him in the forehead. I was so annoyed when I saw this movie in theaters. It was less annoying this time around because I knew that I hated it so much. Like the passion, Amy, I will tell you, it was my least favorite thing of How that did the year. zombie get the getaway car? It enraged me. It enraged me. I was furious. And I was like, that is the one, like, I know that the CGI is shitty. That is the one thing that, like, made me want to fucking leave the movie is I bad. hated him. It and I bad. hated, like, that situation. However, um, I will say that the bathroom scene yeah, between good. Bowers and Eddie fucking caught me way off guard when yeah. I saw it. I and like this. I like the choreography of that scene. It was so good. Yeah. Like, how he goes into the shower, like, mm-hmm. super unassumingly, and yeah. then stabs him in the chest. He's so great. Oh, my God. He kills it. And then he was like, you should cut your fucking hair. <laughs> Mullets are not cool. And I was like, of course Eddie would say that. Like, <laughs> lost it. Yeah. I'm, like, having this kind of terrified moment and also laughing hysterically. And that kind of, like, brings you back into the moment. And, like, I don't know. I just, James Ranson really killed it for me in this movie. I, I loved him so much, and I was legitimately sad when he um, does not make it. Yeah. It made me sad. Did you get that Richie is in love with Eddie? Uh, this time more so. Yeah. Than I did the first time that I saw it. Yeah. Okay. I knew, I mean, I knew obviously, like, the, the first time I saw it, obviously, I knew, like, that. I don't think this is a thing in the novel. I, I, again, I've never seen it or right. read it. But I'm pretty sure this is something they added to the movie itself. Okay. Um, which makes sense, I guess. Is it necessary? No. Okay. Is it just so Pennywise has that one s- line, I know your secret? <laughs> like Probably. I, okay. 
You know? Okay. Probably. Never comes up again and okay. Well, it comes up, I guess, in the end where I he's mean, like, I, yeah, plus, I guess it makes it right? sadder when he dies, but like. And he's so sad. Yeah. Poor Richie. Mm. But it also makes sense because it's like, that's what they say, right? Like, oh, the guys that are always like the super tryhards. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's a stigma. There's also like, I want to get into the Native American aspect of this film. <laughs> That was weird, and I believe that that's a Stephen King thing. It's a Stephen King thing. 100%, but it felt super throwaway in this. It was unnecessary. It felt so unnecessary. Yeah, it did. Um, Especially because it didn't work. <laughs> like, why bother? Uh, I feel like it just made the movie longer. They could have just cut it out, and the movie could have been shorter. It wouldn't have to be almost three hours long. Um, You know what I mean? Yeah, like, it it was super strange. And then it's like, oh, you didn't show them the fourth side. Well, especially because it's like, it's outdated. It's an outdated, the whole Native American thing, like, we should just please, we should probably just stop it, right? Like, they should it, just, like, they're not magical. They're not mystical people. Like, they're just. And it meant nothing. Yeah. It literally had zero things to do, except for that Mike maybe thought that this was it. It it literally had nothing. I mean, to this do is like story. a pet cemetery thing. Like, but like, this is a thing that that's. <laughs> this is Wendigo. a Wendigo. Yeah, I mean, it's okay, but like, I don't, I don't, I. It does it was not hundred percent a throwaway plot point. It, it does not work. It is no. unnecessary. They could have easily yeah. rewritten this whole part. Um, yes. And I, yeah, I'm not a fan of that. No. It just felt super forced and weird. And then it's like, oh, Mike drugged Bill <laughs> to tell him this Cut that weird whole fucking story. Thing out. Why? And it felt super weird and, and disjointed and didn't make any sense. And literally, I watched this movie twice because I fell asleep the first time. And the second time, I didn't even notice that this part happened. I mean, when you have so, a novel and you want to give background, fine. But like for this movie that's almost six hours long from beginning to end i don't know that we need that i don't know that we need a background of where pennywise comes from we don't we don't we don't he's need pennywise know. we know he's a creepy fucking clown and also other things and that's all we need to know exactly and it's like, he, like it doesn't even he work plays off your this fears is... he plays off your fears that's all we need to know yeah. is that he plays off your fears yeah. he happens to really like being this creepy clown with a weird head and like that's it did you think about the outsider a bit when you were a little bit. i well, did yeah i did too i was like is this the same creature from the outsider because it kind was, of is it kind of seems like it doesn't it yeah which but, is also, I mean, also kind of not right well yeah i mean it's fine it's so good I mean, they're the both outsider is great. The outsider is so good. <laughs> I can't wait for that to keep going. The outsider is like a more realistic uh, Pennywise, <laughs> for sure. I really like—I don't know—I really like um, the idea of the Pennywise creature. Well, the Pennywise, well, the Pennywise creature causes you to hallucinate, right? Right. Whereas the outsider creature just changes its appearance. It's and a it, sh like, shapeshifter. Well, this one, Pennywise is a shapeshifter, too. It's not, he, though. I feel like Pennywise makes you hallucinate more than no, anything else. Because no, no one like else sees it. No one else like, sees it. But they could. he could. I think he just plays on on your personal fears. So if if so, he's playing on Beverly's fear of seeing all this blood 
Whereas her dad comes in, he doesn't have the same fear. He doesn't see the blood. He's playing on Bill's fear that he, his, you know, involvement or lack of involvement had something to do with Georgie. And so when his dad comes down, he doesn't see the the water and everything like that in the basement. Mm-hmm. Like he plays off of your fears, but if people aren't afraid, then there's obviously nothing to play off of. That's fair. You know what my favorite part of this movie is? Tell me. Bill Hader's face when he looks at the deadlights. Oh, my God. When he's like, he like goes to say something snotty and then he just shuts down. He's in the middle of saying something snotty and then the face just goes. Oh, it's so good. His face acting just And his like feet are turned in and he's all like awkward. It's so perfect. Can I tell you you my other favorite Bill Hader Mm -hmm. moment is when they're in the... um, the hideout and he's like you'll float too and he's like remember when he said shit like that and he did this weird little dance he's yeah. like no am i the only one that remembers that <laughs> when he did the little dance i died it was so funny oh he's so i funny. like this movie i know it's not a favorite i know it's not it's good. bad though carly i know but yeah. i like it anyway yeah, that's fair i mean i like parts of it I'd i enjoyed it, it more the second time i watched it than the first time i watched it but I get that. I still no. It's only because of Bill Hader, really. Like, <laughs> oh man, there are some good moments that they get it so wrong. Like, I, I, it's so frustrating because the first one's so good, and you expect the second one to be not as good, just because in general it's not as interesting to watch. They definitely did a number on this one that they they could have been better. Like they just went, they fucking went for it. Uh bravo for trying it's just it's way too fucking much it's way too much the old lady and the the old yeah the cgi is all so much but i really do i genuinely uh love the older characters playing our younger characters i love when um they're trying to like talk eddie like older eddie up into like coming back he's like i'm just gonna hold you back guys and they're like come on man they're like who killed it like who stabbed it the first time and they're like who stabbed what's his face the bully guy with (laughs) with a knife from his own cheek and they're like who married a a woman four times his body mass (laughs) that was you buddy you did this it was cute it was so cute their relationship's the cutest part of the whole movie yeah that's adorable yeah it's fun also, hey, it's what fine. is this? Okay. Eddie, Eddie's seen in the basement of the pharmacy with his mother being strapped to this thing and then the leper showing up. And vomiting in his mouth. And just call me angel of the oh, morning. Why? I don't know. Why? I thought about that too. And I was like, that's so this? stupid. And it's literally just for that one second. Like, it's literally that. 10 second portion of the song yes and then it's over and he's still vomiting in his mouth and then he has to run out and that same Why girl are you who worked at the pharmacy something that's supposed to be terrifying it's not funny no it felt very guardians of the galaxy it felt very guardians of the galaxy it, it's so out of place and i, I honestly think now this is not going to be a popular thing to say but i think that maybe our director is a little too green for this kind of thing Honestly, I think that maybe he went a little too hard. I mean, how many films has Andy Muschietti made? Not that as many. a director, as a director, 
Not that many. Um, Like three? Yeah. This is a big undertaking, right? This is a big job. I don't think I anyone expected the first one to do as well as it did. And I think that he felt a lot. This is me totally making shit up, guys. I don't know anything. Uh, but it's almost like it feels like he kicked ass with one. Right? He kicked ass with the first chapter and felt the pressure on with chapter two. Right. And I feel I like he that. just fucking went too far. It just went way too far. He was like, oh, this would be funny. Remember when we did this in the first one? What about this, but extra? And it just And I'm not have saying he's effect. not capable, because obviously he is capable, because the first totally. one's so fucking awesome. I just feel like, I don't know. I will like to, I would like to say, um, Mike Flanagan really wanted to do this. And what would this look like if Mike Flanagan did it? <laughs> I just raised my hands in excitement, because <laughs> I literally did. I would love to see Flanagan's take on this with the same actors, please. Yes. With the same actors. I want Flanagan a part of this. I want a redo. Please, someone give him the money because I really want to see it. Because, okay, it needs to have, sorry if you can hear noises. My husband's cleaning dishes and it's very loud. Um, Although it's wonderful. He's doing dishes. Thanks, Tony. Can't be upset about it. Don't care. Uh, So you guys just listen to it, okay? (laughs) <laughs> okay <laughs> um, no yes. but anyway I forgot what I was saying I lost my train of thought I was so excited we were about my talking doing about Flanagan doing it chapter 2 because he's he does CGI so well he does he does he has a he way with it. it I mean he doesn't ha- he doesn't shy away from it he uses it when he needs to use it and it looks like CGI, but it has an artistic flair that doesn't scream cartoons, right? It still looks dark and creepy. Yeah, 100%. It doesn't have that weird, like, shiny look. Yeah. I want to know what that looks like. I really want, I really wish we could know what that looks like. <laughs> I, if I was a zillionaire, I would 100% give them all the money to do this over. <laughs> oh, I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I I think that well this is coming from the person that said I really do like it chapter 2 I would watch it again I I really do yeah. like it well we're I huge Mike have... Flanagan fans and yeah, just oh, knowing that Mike Flanagan was really trying to get his like he's really trying to get it um, would have let him when the original director dropped out um, because geez Louise yeah. it bumped like the the thing even though I liked this movie, my huge complaint about it was that there wasn't enough Bill. There wasn't enough Pennywise. Yeah. I the agree. only scene we really get from Bill, other than like popping up here and there, is like the girl with the bleachers scene. Yeah. Because everything else is about like the scene in, in the mirrors where he takes the kid is yeah. like primarily about other Bill. Sure. You know, like we don't get enough like moments where it's like just actually Pennywise scaring the shit out of people. Right. And then at the end we have this weird moment where he turns into Voldemort and it's like <laughs> super strange. And I'm just like, why is Pennywise Voldemort all of a sudden just kick him under the fucking bus stop? Like that doesn't make sense. Oh my sense. God, you turned into me right now. I'm so excited about it. <laughs> Carly, I don't think you've ever talked this much in an episode. I'm so here for it. Like I, you are so passionate today and I love it so much. <laughs> I'm really passionate. I had a lot of thoughts about this movie. 
I've always had a lot of thoughts. I mean, about this you movie. don't say. And I've always been very excited for us to do this movie because I've had a lot of thoughts about yeah. it. A lot of like contradicting thoughts. Like, like I really do like this movie, but like really, Voldemort Pennywise is not something that we need. <laughs> never thought of Voldemort, but now that you said it, I could never unthink of Voldemort <laughs> watching this movie. Did you know that Seth Green wanted to be adult Richie because he was young Richie in the miniseries? Aw, that's cute, but I'm sorry, Bill no, Hader. I'm sorry, yeah. I could not picture. I couldn't either. Bill takes it, takes the cake. So young Eddie, Jack Grazer, who plays young Eddie, was 4'11 when they were filming the first chapter, and then he was 5'6 when they were filming the second chapter. Oh my god. <laughs> that's quite a growth spurt. That Seven is. inches. He just took right off. <laughs> Bye. I didn't notice though. And I mean I watched these basically back to back. So it's I did too. That's quite an accomplishment. That they, I didn't really notice any a huge growth I between didn't, they did a fantastic job of making these kids look the same age. And yeah. I mean these are formative years haircut. where you look different very quickly, right? <laughs> It's true. I was very judgy about Bill's haircut in the first one, and I was looking for it in the second one, and I yeah. thought they did a good job. No, I mean, they, they did a good job of, of the, con- the the continual, what do you call it? Con- con- continuity. Continuity. Thank you. Boom. I got You're it. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, okay. That's it. I think that's all I got. That's all I have, too. I, I, I mean, don't know. I, I mean, I'm glad we did it. I said all my points. I love I how I love how passionate you got about it, Carly. It was I wonderful. I'm passionate about very few movies, but for some reason I was so excited to talk about it chapter two. I mean agreed. <laughs> so thanks for listening to my stupid thoughts. No, it wasn't stupid. You had a lot of good points. <laughs> Thank you. I think you did a great job. Aw. Oh, I did make a note for Carly. I made a Carly note. I wrote Carly likes the shower cap idea. I do, because nobody wants spiders in their hair. <laughs> Obviously, Richie doesn't give a shit, but everybody else, so all of the other losers, <laughs> were definitely rocking their shower caps. As this loser would have also been rocking her shower cap. I also liked Danny in the locker, the new kids on the block, Danny, yes. in, <laughs> in yes. the background of the locker when he's hiding in the locker. Oh, it's so good. Oh, it's good. What else? Do you have any other bonus notes? Uh, let me see. Oh, God. Just the just call me angel of the morning. What the fuck are you doing? There is some good music in this, though, I will say. There really is. Um, I feel it. I, I honestly like most of this movie. I just um I wish that Bev would have been written more similarly to her younger counterpart. Sure. Um, And, uh, you know, just those weird cgi moments oh i had another scene ill kissing underwater in the lake gross <sighs> that was weird because that was like a dirty lake it's a gross lake like you yeah. don't open your mouth in that i lake. don't feel like making out under that lake water it's gross you know it's disgusting lots of weird silts and bacteria they have coronavirus now 100 percent have coronavirus yeah okay I'm i done. thought about that too yeah i'm done i'm done now cool. that's what i got that's all I got. How are you cool. doing over there, Carly? I'm good. My yeah. only moments are, um, you know, the weird CGI, don't like the Bowers narrative, and uh, that's about it. Okay. 
And weird Voldemort uh, Pennywise. <laughs> Don't Voldemort like the Pennywise. weird Voldemort Pennywise. Um, all right. So anything new happening with you over there in quarantine land? Oh, you know, just over here drinking lattes and watching Gilmore Girls. Not a girl. Where are you in Gilmore Girls? Um, I am at um the awkward season where Lorelai and Rory are definitely in a fight. Oh no. Um, you know what just happened is hmm. Jess just came and was like, Ugh. Rory, what the fuck are you doing? And yes. she was like, I don't know. Yes. So finally I think things are about to get normal. Yeah. Thanks, Jess. Um Seriously, because Rory was being stupid. Yeah, she really is. And so I've thought about this a lot. Okay. Because if you are a longtime listener, you've made it through my first watching of Gilmore Girls where (laughs) Amy and I discussed things. Yeah. And horror podcast with a Gilmore Girls problem. (laughs) Exactly. As we used to be known as. (laughs) I really okay, so I know you don't you don't like Logan. I go back and forth. Sure. I do not like him at any point. She doesn't at any. I do. And I don't think that – I think that it's more on – like, I think that Rory has more of an issue with kind of, like, manipulating herself to kind of fit into Logan's world than, like, Logan ever asked her to. And I I kind of feel bad for him at some points. Yeah, but he sucks. He's just so wrong for her. And, like, he is just – I don't think he is. Mm. I think if she stayed her true self, like, when they were first together, that I think it would have gone a lot differently for Mm. both of them. Yeah. But I I think she kind of got a little weak. And, like, obviously, Mitchum had a lot to do with that, which sucks. Talking about Gilmore Girls, guys. (laughs) Sorry. Not sorry. No, don't be sorry. Why would you Don't apologize for that. I'm just reminding (laughs) our listeners we were talking about Gilmore Girls. (laughs) Um, Fucking Mitchum, though. Fucking Mitchum is a fucking asshole. Yeah. No, Mitchum's way worse than Logan is. And Logan has his moments, but, like, for the most part, I just am like, I just don't really get it. I just don't really get it. I, I, I do. I get that he's, like, he is this like weird schmarmy kind of guy but like he also really does love and care about rory Mm. which is kind of like what i respect and like he is into her even when she is actually herself she kind of like loves rory you know what i mean like every man that is with rory is like unconditionally in love with her duh (laughs) because she's rory sure even when she's making terribly bad decisions. So I just started season seven. And sev- season seven, if you don't know Gilmore Girls, season seven is the worst season of Gilmore Girls because Amy Sherman Palladino was no longer involved. And it mm-hmm. shows. <laughs> the dialogue yeah. it suffers greatly. Uh, the characters aren't quite acting as they normally would. And uh, yeah, it doesn't really work. Um It falls off for me like mid-season six, I think. I had some Mm -hmm. problems during season six, too. Uh, But season seven is like drastically worse. So I'm kind of excited to finish season seven so I can watch the newer episodes that came out a couple years ago. That's like all I want. Yeah. I was going to stop for a while, but I was like, all I want is for Luke and Lorelai to get together. And then they were together, but then they broke up. And I was like, motherfuck, like, all I want is them to just be together. And then I can, like, start something else for a second. I think I'm just on the road to 
just like finishing it though. Yeah, you gotta finish it. You gotta yeah. finish it. I'm finishing it. You gotta finish it. I'll um, finish it. So th- cool. That's going on. What else? Oh, you I want? watched Empire Records. Oh, that's a good one. Oh my god! If you haven't seen Ever- Empire Records in a while, watch it. Empire yeah. Records is a yearly watch for me. One hundred percent brilliant yeah. and amazing. Yeah, and I love that movie. Yeah, yeah. I love that Proceed. one too. Um, what have I watched? Just watching Gilmore Girls pretty much constantly. Uh, I'm driving my husband crazy. Although he's being very sweet about it, to be honest. I like got off work today and he like got Gilmore Girls to the spot I was at and like got me a drink. And uh, he's such a sweet guy. Just saying. Uh, And then just mostly that. (laughs) We did our um, beer festival. Oh, how was that? I saw your little post on it. So... It was. It went so well that they are doing a second beer festival, and I also signed up for that one. It's next month, so they sent us ten cans of beer. Um, and I want to sign up for it. Yeah, it's super fun. I don't. They, I'm sure they have an LA something. Um, I think this is just local to San Diego, though. I know. I'm just being a brat. <sighs> I'm sorry. You guys have all the cool stuff, so you have to have something just as cool. Um, we do. I'll tell you in a, in a sec. Okay, so they sent me uh, and my husband 10 cans of beer, and we then they send you a link, and you click on the link, and it brings you to like a special YouTube video, and you watch live. And basically, watching live is probably not live. I'm sure they like edit it all together. Um, but there's, lo- there's musical performances by like local musicians, and then there's... Um, in between the different um each brewery has a person that like introduces their beer that they selected for everyone to try and you can taste it along with them and they explain how they make it and then they have like some kind of like fun like quiz or something with that brewer and then they have like a musical guest or they have like funny videos they had a couple like tiger king <laughs> people <laughs> talking there was random celebrities like that showed up um which was cool and but it moved really fast and my husband and I split each can and I think we got like I don't know like five five or six cans in and I was just I was fucking done like we (laughs) we ended up skipping a couple and I'm drinking one of the ones I we skipped now and it's really good um they were all fantastic there was even like there were seltzers there were um um, um, ciders. Um, so it wasn't just like beer, regular beer. It was, um, that's that type of thing too. Uh, It was really, everything was really good. Um, I liked everything I tasted. Um, and I was, uh, very, uh, drunk after that. Um, I love that, but it was enjoyable. I I also got to swim this weekend, which was great. My first swim of the year. I'm so jealous of you. I literally have just been craving swimming. Yeah. Craving it. Craving it. I'm like, fuck it. I'm just going to go to the ocean, but I don't want to get in trouble. They opened the beaches. They didn't open the beaches because our governor was like, you idiots. Coronavirus doesn't just take the weekend off and got really pissed about it. Oh. Well, they, they opened California beaches. opened its beaches um, today, I thought. Oh, my God. I would be so it did they did not all of them are open but yeah some of them are open but yeah they're getting crowded you can only go to like surf or swim or run you can't like sit and hang out on the beach i just want to swim in the ocean yeah a little bit yeah you might be able to 
I hope so. Although you might not want to right now. I don't really it want like to. It busy. honestly gives me anxiety yeah. to be around a lot of people. Oh, I, this is funny. So today I was walking to my, uh, get some coffee um, in my neighborhood and I was being responsible. I had my little mask, but not like on. It was just around my neck. So if I see, you know, if I come in contact with like multiple people, I can put it on. Sure. Um, but I was walking and I heard this little kid talking. And so I tried to, you know, be responsible and like move from the sidewalk into the middle of the street because I saw his dad kind of poke out in the yard. Mm-hmm. And as I'm walking by, he's like, hey. And I was like, Hi. And he's like, what's your name? And I was like, Carly. And he's like, why are you walking away from me? And I was like. Wow. Um, he was little. He was like four or five. So it was cute. It wasn't like weird and costly. Oh, okay. It sounded the way you said it, it sounded creepy. The, literally how he said it, though. Okay. And I was like, um, I was like, I'm sorry. It's the law. Because I wasn't thinking about yeah. making it child friendly. Right. Um, and then his dad, like on cue was just like what is that called bud and he was like social distancing (laughs) i was like i'm really glad that we had this interaction take care (laughs) that's cute it's like what a weird time for little kids this much must be like learning about social distancing yeah that's wild yeah um so one cool thing that they do have going on in L.A., hmm. at least for the next couple days, I don't know when the last day is, um, but they have a movies pop-up. Oh, yeah. You told me about that. So if you're a fan of Kevin Smith and his View Askewniverse, um, you can place an order <laughs> at movies where you can order. They only have one thing right now. So they were supposed to be doing a pop-up in the vein of they've had a Save by the Bell pop-up. They've had a Good Burger pop-up. It was supposed to be kind of like that. But obviously, coronavirus. Right. So um, you order, order a movies meal, which has a lasagna sandwich. They have regular and then also a vegan one. Uh, hater tots and chocolate-covered pretzels. And I got mine yesterday, and it was so good that I just can't wait for this all to be over so they can open up their pop-up and I can just eat there all the time because it's fucking amazing. And I also secretly hope they have a cow tipper. Oh. Well, that sounds very interesting. Yeah, it's really good. Nice. I really love Kevin Smith movies. I know this about you. Okay. I think we're ready to close out. This is a long episode because Carly, you talk so much. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I no, talk no, no, so no, 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 no. It's not <laughs> a bad thing. I'm excited about it. I think this is the most you've ever talked during an episode. I like thought about it a couple times when you're talking. I'm like, I'm really excited about how much Carly's <laughs> talking today. I'm literally slightly delusional. My uh, one of my dogs is sick, oh, no. and so I didn't really get a lot of sleep last night. And I've I'm hopped up on caffeine and also started drinking wine at the beginning of this. So I'm very I have a lot of words in my mouth. Oh, well, I'm sorry to hear about your pup. That's okay. He's really happy. He's just having some stomach issues. Oh. He doesn't really know about it. Well, well, I hope he feels better. Thank you. Um, But I, I, I'm enjoying this caffeine and <laughs> wine and lack of sleep combination. It, it's a good look for you. I'm just saying. Lots of things are happening right yeah. now. <laughs> All right. So next week, as we mentioned earlier... Wow, I slurred a little bit. As we mentioned earlier. Yes, it's listener request month begins or possibly months begin. So what is our episode for next week, Carly? I am so, 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 so excited about this. I hope you guys are too. 
Um, so we are going to kick off listener request months, plural, <laughs> hopefully, um, if you do your part, with Joyride, who uh, requested by Armando C. And so this isn't streaming anywhere, but it's available for rental starting at two ninety nine. dollars um, And I definitely recommend you check this one out. And then also Slither, which was recommended by David Stevenson. Um, which is also available for rental. So check those both out and yeah. then come hang out with us tomorrow. I mean, tomorrow, yeah. next week. <laughs> tomorrow <laughs> or tomorrow. Whenever Ken. you're listening to this. Could be tomorrow. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, this is a good episode. Thanks, Carly. You're welcome. Killing it. Hey, anytime. All right. So until next week when we talk about Joyride and Slither and kick off listener request time, I'm Amy. And I'm Carly. 